you were here last week, we introduced Jesus' motto, his, uh, how would I say, the first public sermon, his public uh, first inaugural statement. Uh, He was quoting Isaiah chapter 61. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. And because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim the freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And we mentioned that the most important part of this statement, which sums up who Jesus really was, the essence of his job description as the Messiah. In fact, uh, earlier this week, I I, uh, wrote a cacao message to us, encouraging us to read the entire chapter of 61, because there's no beautiful, no more, no other beautiful uh, book in the a chapter in the Bible than this, because it de- describes what the Messiah will do in our lives. But two important things to take away from this is number one, it's the Spirit of the Lord. This what made Jesus amazing, what made him powerful, what made him able to change the world was the Spirit of the Lord that was upon him and anointed him. And the beauty of this good news is that this year we're we're coming to understand that we are just like Jesus. So the same spirit that operated in Christ is the same spirit that we need to operate in our lives so that we will become just like Jesus. So today I want to share with you what was the other first thing Jesus did. So if the first uh, message he gave stating what he's going to be about, for 30 years no one uh, recognized, uh, heard about Jesus, but all of a sudden after he goes through 40 days of fast, he comes back proclaiming that he is the Messiah. Well, again, more important than that is understanding how I can be in the same anointing, in the same spirit, doing the same work of Jesus Christ this year. So here it is. Today we read from the Gospel of Matthew. According to Matthew, and the first words that he records of Jesus saying is this. He's in verse 17 says, from that time on, Jesus began to preach, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Can we read that quote together from repent? Let's, let's do one, two, three. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Just as powerful as his quoting of Isaiah 61 was important for us to understand the entirety of who Jesus is and who we are, how we are to live. Just as important as is that this is the first commandment of Jesus. That if you want to understand what everything that Jesus did and said connects to this point. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus Christ, he came to give us the salvation and forgiveness. Why? Because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. In the kingdom of heaven, there is no sin. In the kingdom of heaven, there is full of mercy and grace. And Jesus said, repent, kingdom of heaven is at hand. At hand means it's within grasp. And you can, you can decide if you're going to drop it or you're going to put it into your life. But Jesus is saying repent. So I highlighted the word repent because that is the most important word in this phrase. Because Jesus already brought the kingdom of heaven. Heaven is here. It's not something we wait and go. Heaven is right here within your hand. But to enter in, you have to repent. If you're going to discover how I can be like Jesus this year, you must repent. But the question is, what is to repent? The precise definition of the word repentance means to metanoia in Greek, which means meta, which means to change. Noia means your mind, to change your thinking. So Jesus is saying, hello, everyone, I have arrived. The promised son of God, the Messiah is here. It's, everything's about to change, but you have to change your mind. 
before you change your action, before you change the way you spend your money, before you change the way you spend your life, your time, you have to change your thinking. This unreachable thing called the kingdom of God is here, but Jesus brought it right to you. But for you to grasp it, it requires you to enter, is to change your mind. It sounds simple, but it's also very difficult. What are you going to do? Are you going to stay unrepentant or will you repent and follow the words of Jesus and reach out and grab this kingdom? So it's time to change your mind and to go into faith in this new year, new season for your life. There were many other times, in fact, everything Jesus taught and said and did represented the kingdom of heaven. The reason he healed people is because in the kingdom of heaven, there is no sickness. The reason he served is because the kingdom of heaven is full of love and is full of gentleness and humility, right? But there are some other times that he represented this idea of how to enter the kingdom. And and he took me to remembering a passage in Matthew 18, verse 1 through 5. It says, at that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Who is the one awarded? What is the value of heaven that heaven says this is what we honor this is what we reward he said he called the president no no he called the strong no no he called a little child to him placed a child among them and he said truly i tell you unless you change and become like little children you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. The ticket into the kingdom of heaven is becoming like a little children. We'll talk about that today. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position, the humble position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. So the kingdom of heaven is not about, oh, I'm better than you. Oh, I have a better status than you. Oh, I, 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 I work harder than you. Oh, I'm better than you. Oh, I'm sharper than you. Oh, I'm higher than you. I'm richer than you. That's the world's kingdom. But the kingdom of God is about who can go lower. Who is more humble? Who is willing to do the work that no one wants to do, like take down the Christmas tree? Oh, did I just say that out loud? The position of the child is, never, is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven, and whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. What Jesus is saying, I am like that little child. He's not telling you to become something he's not. He's saying, I'm that little child, and when you welcome this little child, you're re- welcoming someone like me. Because I am like a little child. You know this word, little children, don't you wonder, okay, Ben Pastor, how little? You're talking five years, four years, three? Well, let's go to what Luke says, and Luke makes very clear what kind of child this is. In eight, again, Luke 18, it was interesting, Matthew 18, Luke 18, 15, verse 17 says, People were also bringing babies to Jesus for him to place in his hands on them. So it's different. It's like Noel versus Pael, okay? To him in his hands on them, and when the disciples saw this, they rebuked them because back in those days, babies don't belong in society. They don't have any vote. They don't have any merit. You just keep them, and they do dirty things. You know, they're like just, you know, no, they have no value for society. So keep them at home. So disciples are like, no, 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 don't bother Jesus. He's important. Okay, he's a public figure. He's busy. Keep your children and all your busy stuff at home. But Jesus rebukes them and then he says Jesus called the children to him and said let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these so we realize these little children is actually really little children it's like the kind of children that can't stand on their own or sit on their own like you have to carry them 
kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. But I'm not like a little child, so what am I going to do? So truly I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. What is it about a child? How does a child receive the kingdom that I have to do in the same way? Right? Right off the bat, a little child has no ability to say yes or no. When you give a little child whatever you put in its mouth, they eat it, right? Wherever you take the child, the baby goes along. So this, uh, this uh, humble receptance, this feel full trust that the father or whoever this person is bigger than me is taking care of me, that unhindered trust and unhindered faith is what it requires to enter the kingdom of heaven. Versus as soon as, you know, Heidi, there was a moment in life when he would eat anything, right? You just give him something, he would eat it. But now as he gets a little older, he gets a little smarter, a little bit more self-conscious, like, I don't want to eat that. I want to eat the snack, right? You start having your own, how do I say, independence, your own will that is very easy to rebel against the one that is greater than you. In the kingdom of heaven, it means that the father will take care of you as he would take care of a little, little child and trust to the father that he will lead you in the best way. But here, so like a baby, to receive the kingdom of heaven like a baby. What's unique, the difference between a baby and an adult, for the ones listening to Jesus, let's try to go and listen to this same passage, to, like the people in the time. The people in that time, you were an adult as a boy by the age 13. You were considered an adult for a girl at the age of 12, one year faster, because they realized, oh, they're faster, they're better. It's true, it's true. Okay, so to be a little child means that, you know, many things, of course, as humble, lowly, dependent, but it also meant as, a, as a, something I realized after having my own kids, I always wonder, what is it different? What is the essential of being a little child? From my observation, one of the most important things for a little child to have is that it means that the person who's like a child needs to learn new things. Turn to your neighbor and say, you have to learn new things. You are a little child <laughs> in the kingdom of God, okay? And you're great, okay? So, try, so let me see if I can try to explain this, okay? A new way of life like never before. What's different between a little baby and even Hyle, right? If Hyle right now, for some reason, he's about three. If some reason, you know, mom and dad are not available, he can kind of make it his, his life on his own. He, he, he puts his chair nowadays on the counter. He grabs things and like, oh, how'd you get that? It's like, mom, look, I put the chair here. And he starts eating it, you know. They're independent. But a little child, right, has to learn how to do everything new. For example, seeing Noel I re these days reminded me a lot of things I forgot about when Hyle was an infant. As a little child, like, an, like a baby, you have, you, your, your full-time job is to eat and rest. Why? Because every moment you wake up, you have to learn new things, Right? First, it's the weight of your eye movement. Then you learn to move your head. Then you learn to move your arms and legs, right? Which at first is funny because Noel, since she was born, born, was doing this, and a lot of babies get scared their own arm. They're like, what is this, you know? You have to learn to control them. Nowadays, she holds it still like this as she's lying down. Then it's learning how to, like, you know, turn to the side, then vocalizing, saying things, right? And then it's recognizing people's faces, which sadly, when she sees me, She's like, who is this stranger, right? Because honestly, I mean, guys, pray for us. My prayer request today was that in two weeks, our auntie, who's been here since the beginning of Noel's birth, is, is leaving. 
that means that um, it's just me and my wife versus this army of you know children that are that are that are in our in our family. But see, as a child, right? This is what Jesus said in Matthew 18. He says, "I truly, unless you change and become like little children." You will never enter the kingdom of heaven. So we have to learn that the little child, their main identity, their main reason for living is that they're willing to learn new things, right? You have to learn to crawl. You have to learn to walk all over again. Jesus said this, to enter the kingdom of heaven, you have to be born again. And then the people who heard this, the the reason why this was such a hard, how do I say, message for the people who were well-studied, well-accomplished, well-respected, highly religious, powerful men of the day, they rejected Jesus' message. Because why? They're like, I'm not going to learn everything again. Who are you to tell me what to do? But more than that, they didn't want to learn all over something new. What they had learned and done was enough. They didn't want to change their lifestyle, okay? But those who were poor, those who were oppressed, those who were poor in spirit, these are the ones that were saying, yes, Jesus, teach us the new way of the kingdom of God. So if I could, make, if I could summarize the meaning of what it, becomes, what it means to become like a little child is that you are willing to let God teach you how to do everything new again. When you receive this kingdom of God, you cannot receive this kingdom and still hold on to your old ways of values, your old thoughts, your old habits, your old uh, uh, priorities. It means that what, in order for you to enter this kingdom, to be like a little child, so you can enter, means that you have to be willing to learn how to move, how to crawl, how to chew, how to communicate, to learn a new way of thinking, a new way to understand, a new alphabet, a new language. You have to now choose how to work in a new way. You have to choose, you have to, re, you have to be willing to let God teach you how to make money in the way that pleases him, in the kingdom way. You have to now learn how to spend money in the kingdom of way. You have to now learn how to spend your time and change your priorities, how to relate to people, how to relate to your friends, your enemies in a new way. Because a child has no other experience. So for me, before I made Jesus, let's say I lived my life to the fullest. I, had, I, I'm a, I received Nobel Prize. I'm like the most important person in the world. The moment Jesus come. And he says, I want to give you the kingdom of God. I have to be willing to say, Jesus, teach me all over again. I'm going to ask you today this question. To become like Jesus, are you willing to learn everything new again like a little child? Without that repentance, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Why? You'll see it, but you will never live in it. The word repentance, I highlighted here, change and become. That is the true meaning of being repentant it's realizing changing your thinking oh i i used to think this way about money but when jesus's kingdom come i have to change the way i think about money i used to think about this about my parents but when, when jesus came and wants to bring the kingdom of god wants to bring heaven into my life i have to change the way i think about my family i have to change the way i think about my time about my uh resources everything but are you willing to become like a little child again to be carried and to be taught by the Father again. To lose control, are you willing? And again, the, the, the well-respected, the wealthy people in the society, many of them did. Many of them were like, Jesus, you are the Messiah, and they followed him. But so much more people said, no, I have too much to lose. But they didn't, they didn't know that the kingdom of God compared to this earthly, whatever achievement you have, it's like, it's not even night and day comparison. 
So I pray that you'll be willing to let God let you become like a little child and teach you all over again. To become like Jesus, we need to trust the Father to help us to grow and to learn new way of life. Just like every newborn requires a father or mother to teach him or her how to do everything new again. The kingdom of God is very different than this world. It's very different than our culture. It's very different than even the church experience you've had. And God is saying, I'm here to give you heaven. You want to come in? Repent. Change your life. You know, going back to my uh, family, what I've observed from, from observing Hael uh, is that once you go from this little child to this kind of, kind of little child, like a two-year-old toddler, I realize they still keep learning. Right? They still keep learning, but it becomes a little more complex. As an infant that I described, yeah, your functions that you have to learn are very just basic stuff. But the little bit older you get, it becomes a little bit more complex. For example, nowadays, uh, Heidi, instead of learning how to eat, he's always trying to, we're trying to teach him something more philosophical. He's asking, why can't I hit people? Right? He's saying, why can't I throw this, the, the ball at people? We're saying, don't throw the ball. Right? He, he throws it. You know, and then he said, he's like, nowadays, why do I have to take a nap? <laughs> why do I have to go home right now, right, at 7.30? Why can't I play with Theo more, right? Why can't we go to the beach and play in the sand when there's like a thunderstorm outside, right? And most recently, we're teaching him how to not to cry. He's just crying for whatever reason. We just tell him, stop crying, you know. And then now it's like another thing is like, you know, whenever my wife or I'm on the phone, he starts yelling because he wants attention. He's like, dad is not attending, you know, like those kind of things. So what I'm saying is that this learning, right, being guided to grow, it changes, but it continues in your life. And, 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 and it continues actually through all of your life. Because as I'm growing as a father, I'm realizing there's still a little child in me that needs to grow up too, right? So when Jesus, he talked about becoming a child, what's important is this. It's not just becoming a little child for a little time. See, the kingdom of heaven, this is why, now, now I'm talking to you guys, this is why sometimes the kingdom of heaven is very difficult for you to experience. Because why? There was a time in your life that you were in the kingdom of heaven. There was a time that where you said, Jesus, teach me, and you followed him. And then there came a little bit of time, maybe after three years, maybe 30 years for somebody, maybe 40 years of being Christian, and you decided, I think I learned enough. And you settled. And you say that, oh, my previous experience and knowledge of the kingdom of God and Christianity is enough. And then the moment that happens, you're no longer a little child. You decided, no, that I know what to do. You can take a seat. I got it from here. And little, 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 but little, uh, you know, little do you know that in that moment, you've fallen out of the kingdom of heaven. And all of a sudden, you're in a place where Christ is far away. Until Jesus returns and until you die, you're always going to be a little child, like a little child in the kingdom of heaven. Because without us following Christ, tr uh, um, uh, trusting in God to the last moment to teach us deeper truth of his, of his love, deeper truth of his word, we will never live in the fullness of the kingdom of God. So I'm inviting us, for those of you who have had a taste of the kingdom of God, to become like a little child again. This year and say, Lord, teach me. Teach me how to love better. Teach me how to be a better father, better mother. But, but I will learn from you. I will become as a little child to you. So this is what, what Jesus is calling us 
this year and for the rest of your life, he's calling you into a lifestyle of repentance. Many of us think that repentance is something you do when you sin. So when you don't sin, you don't have to repent. No, no, no. We have to live in a repentance, a, a, a lifestyle of repentance. You know, meditating upon this truth, you know when Jesus says, if you want to follow me, you must deny yourself. Pick up your cross daily and follow me, right? That is exactly what it requires for us to repent. Because to deny myself and to pick up the cross, you're not saying physical, uh, you're not saying, God is not saying take physical pain or actually die in the physical. But he's saying in your mind, again, become like a little child saying, God, teach me. I don't, I don't take for granted this day. I'm not here to say, Lord, I know how this life works. I know how my business works. I know how to be a father. So Jesus, step away. This is my kingdom. No, no, no. He's saying, let me teach you again at deeper levels, right? Because the Lord will test you again and again to see if you truly have grown to become like him or not. This is what in our passage says. So after Jesus declared the kingdom of God, this is an image of what the kingdom now looks like when you repent and you hold it into your life. Jesus, who is our image, who we're going to become just like, he says he went throughout Galilee teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness among the people. News about him spread all over Syria, and people brought to him all who were ill with various diseases, those who suffering uh, severe pain, the demon-possessed, and those, and those having seizures, and the paralyzed, and he healed them. Why? Because he somehow had a special power, and he was somehow a better person? No, no, no. He became a little child, and he lived in the kingdom of heaven. And the, the, the Father, the God of heaven, taught him how to have these powers and these acts of love that was going to transform the world. Friends, that is a picture of what your life in the kingdom of God, repented as a little child, learning every day, trusting God to, to lead you instead of you saying, I can do my business, I can do, be a father on my own. Even subconsciously, the Lord wants to give you the same destiny. Therefore, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You know, very recently this week, uh, right at the beginning of the year, the Lord gave me, something happened in my life. The Lord gave me a, a, a rem reminder of this. Uh, in fact, uh, Tuesday night, we were going to play basketball. And I was super excited. I haven't played basketball in like three years. You know, and I go out there, and I'm, like, warming up with Pastor Nathan. And then we start playing, and then all of a sudden, I feel pain on my left knee, you know. And then uh, I realize, oh, this is a little bit different. And then so it was hard to walk. You know, it was hard to, like, you know, sit and, and hold my knee up. But the next day, as I'm in the, in the early morning prayer, as I'm praying, I feel like the Lord, I, I began to say, Lord, thank you for this, allowing this uh, semi-injury. And I began praying over it. And the Lord was a reminder for me of this message of repenting, of, of becoming like a child. Because, you know, I really believe that the Lord, 2023 is going to be a different year for those of us who will repent, will become like a little child. We will enter the kingdom of heaven. We will receive it. And we will be just like Jesus. But it requires you to change your thinking. Meaning, like a little child, I have to become a little child again. And I'll be honest, the first couple days of this year, I realized nothing had changed. I was still doing the things that I was doing last year, uh, doing, doing life the way I knew, being a father the way I knew, being a pastor the way I knew. And all of a sudden, the Lord, through this little incident, was saying, was giving me an opportunity to say, Ingwan, not your way. You need to learn the new way. And I was like, Lord, thank you. 
And I think as a sign of that, it's almost healed. It's like 99%, okay? But if anybody today wants to pray for my knee, please practice your kingdom of heaven uh, reality and let's, let's pray for each other. But that's what I, I realized. There's so much more we have to learn in God. That unless, if I want to enter this kingdom of heaven, maybe I was in it many years ago, many months ago, many days ago. But today is another day for me to repent and say, Lord, I am but a little child. Teach me how to speak. Teach me how to be generous. Teach me how to forgive. Teach me, Lord, how to serve. Teach me today, oh God, to become like you. That's how Jesus did it. I want to read Romans chapter 12. It says, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is a true and proper worship. Paul says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and prove what, God, what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. It's time for you to leave your old pattern of life behind and say, Lord, I'm repenting. I'm changing my mind on everything, and I'm asking you to teach me upon your truth. As I was thinking about the importance of uh, what's in our mind, of our thinking, I realized that today our society, more than ever, we're in a horrible war as never before of opinions, right? Right now, for example, uh, you, know, this, this, you know, as I'm talking to you guys about changing your mind, you might be thinking, Pastor, what's so hard about changing your mind? You just got to think differently, right? But the reality is right now, the, um, the whole world right now is fighting about which opinion they're part of. It seems like these days a cool thing to do is not actually to do works of justice, but to agree that this is something you have to do. As long as you say, yes, this is evil and this is good, then you're fine. Everyone has an, has an ability. They have a keyboard. We call them the keyboard, uh, what is it, computer, uh, keyboard warriors, right? As long as you put your opinion out there, you hashtag it, you're fine, right? Oh, this person thinks that. But think about this, friends. Why is the mind such an important thing for us? And why is the mind the, the key that we need to enter the kingdom of heaven? It's because this. The devil, since the beginning of the time, his first weapon against God's truth was his lies. A thought. An opinion. Satan simply put an opinion in Eve's mind. Hey, Eve, I think that when God said this, you, he, he was lying to you and he doesn't want you to become like God. And when she agreed with that opinion, she was darkened. She could no longer see the light of God. Look at this. Scripture describes it this way. In 1st, 2nd Corinthians it says, And even, with our, even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the God, glory of Christ, who is the image of God. So when Jesus says repent, he means get rid of these blinders and realize that Jesus, I don't want to live my life in the way that I am the Lord anymore. I want you to teach me. You're willing to become like a child again. So look at this. The spiritual war that we're fighting right now, the Bible says, is this. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. What is our, our main battle every day, every moment of our life? What is our battle? It's not physical. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they are we have divine power to demolish strongholds. 
What are these strongholds? We demolish arguments and every pretension. Pretension is another word for thought, imagination, that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive what? Every what? Thought to make it obedient to Christ. When I had that little moment in that that prayer, that's what I was doing. I was saying, God, all these thoughts, right? I had to examine my thoughts, the way that I see this world, the way that I value things. And I had to take captive every thought that is not of God and bring it down. So that I could say, oh, Lord, I, they, I can, I can um, discern what is the true mind of Christ. Friends, in this new 2023 year, we have three things that I want us to focus on becoming like a child about. Uh, repenting of our mind. Before I share that, in, second, in Philippians 2, chapter, uh, chapter 2, verse 1, there's a great reminder for us. That even though we live in this world where, you know, we have a lot of thoughts and a lot of opinions that are against God, right? And many, many times we believe it. Many times these thoughts, they creep into us and our view of God and, and, and this world around us is actually a lie, right? And we need the truth of God to come in. And Jesus and, and Bible is clear that God has already given us the mind of Christ. In Philippians chapter 2, it says, therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. And what is this mind? Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others in your relationship with one another have the same mindset as Jesus Christ. There's a goal this year for us to walk in the fullness of Jesus Christ, to see the kingdom of God in our lives and in the world around us. We have to pursue changing our thinking so that it is the same mindset as Jesus Christ. If that doesn't happen, no matter what you do, no matter how many worship services, no matter how many hours of prayer you have, no matter how many good things you do, if your mindset does not change to be the same mind, meaning the same value, the same perspective of Jesus, the kingdom of God is not at hand for you. So friends, here are the three things that this year we're going to walk through repenting of. Number one is our view of God. We have to examine, truly is my view of God correct and the truth or am I living am I being blinded right that I cannot see the glory of God and the God that I'm worshiping is not the real God at all second thing is this our view of others how you value and how you see your spouses your children your neighbors it has to change it has to become we have to let the Lord help you see them through his eyes and finally the view of yourself and if I can give you the answer ahead of time, it has to do with love, right? The way that God sees himself, God sees this world and God sees us through the eyes of his love. I pray that our mindset will become transformed in the same way. I pray that this year we will live a new lifestyle, a lifestyle of repentance. Where repentance is something that we do constantly because we understand we're learning something new from God. And I pray that that will happen uh, this year together with us and all of us. I think the, I'll close with this. The beauty of this passage that we just read in Philippians chapter 2, there is a clue in here. Paul doesn't tell us, go to your prayer room and then fix your mindset. No, no, he says together, in unity, with one another, have the same mindset. How do I know my mindset? How do I know if my mindset is correct? 
I need somebody else to see my, into my heart. How do I know that my mindset is wrong? I need somebody else to hear my mind and to give true reflection, true searching together. We have to struggle as a community to say, my dear friend, I want to grow with you together to have the same mindset of Christ. Because here it says, yeah, if we have any faith, we have to pursue like-mindedness of being a one love, of one in spirit, and one in mind. I propose that as a goal for us to going forward this year to become like Jesus. That our minds would ch- change together as we share our lives in love with each other. Uh, may the Lord uh, bring the kingdom that he has brought to you become real in your life. Let's pray together. God, I thank you. You brought the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, by your blood and your death. You made a way. A door has been opened, and it will never be closed. We can walk into the heaven any moment, and every blessing and power and, and, and glory, everything we need is right there. Because, Father, when I am a child and you are my father, you indeed are the best father. You're, you, I have no other need. When I have the kingdom of heaven. So Lord deliver us from the lie of enemy. Lord this year we want to break the captives free. We want to set everyone free Lord God. We want to demolish every thought. Every habit, habitual uh, perspective and bias and prejudice we have. We want to uproot those Lord God. So that Jesus your thoughts alone. Your mind alone would come alive in us. So Lord give us the courage to become like little children trust you again to ask you teach me lord all these years maybe i live 70 years 60 50 40 years i don't know how long you've lived but maybe you could you, maybe the truth is god i never learned i never learned about how to live as a christian as, as a christ as a christian lord so lord teach me teach me again lord i receive your word instruct me holy spirit remind me As you promised, when the Holy Spirit comes, you're going to come and remind us of all the words Jesus said. And you said, you promised the Holy Spirit will teach us all things. So Lord, let let there be hope in every family, in every business, in every person this year in this community.